Dude, we ready? Let's see going. Yeah. Sing rolling. <laughs> we'll cut out the video on this one because we're so ugly. <laughs> it just, I feel like it just ruins the Dude, whole... I just, I just combed my hair, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Or it could be the fact that I don't even know if the batteries are, are good. All right. Arizona's finest. Arizona's finest. Dude, I love Arizona. Went over that last week, right? Yeah. Okay. There's something in the news. I like it when people make lists. Yeah, while you're pulling up the news, I'm going to talk about a pet peeve. Okay. I love pet peeves. Okay. Too. I got this pet peeve. It has to do with laundry. <laughs> and I don't know where the freak socks go. How my, they disappear? My kids. So I have five kids. And my kids' socks are always disappearing. Like, like literally disappearing. Yeah. And I don't know if it's before it gets to the wash. Like, maybe it's left outside. Ends up in a trash can. I don't know. But, like... <laughs> their socks disappear we're constantly buying socks dude i don't know either but they do disappear for reals they now, can't go they can't go like in the clothes because when you put the clothes on you would fill them and be like what is this yeah. and you pull a sock out where are they going i don't know dude although my wife cleaned out her car the other day and looked under the seat and there was tons <laughs> of crap there so that could be one spot <laughs> they could be under the car seats <laughs> yes um my wife bought these socks for our kids that had the days of the week on. Here's your Monday socks, <laughs> Tuesday socks, right? I was like, this sounds like, a, this sounds like a great idea. Until about two weeks in, and then Monday's matched with Friday, and you're just like, whatever, throw whatever sock on. Exactly. So here's my, my idea. When I get rich, here's what I'm going to do to solve this problem. Every kid will have one style of sock. That's it. They're all black or they're all white, whatever. But then we don't have different styles of socks. You just buy one package of socks, for, and for that's it. Each kid has their own style, or all kids share the same black socks. Well, you know, it, all kids share them, dude. That's how it's got to work. <laughs> and they all get the same. I socks. mean, maybe the boys have different socks from the girls, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> dude, um, I thought you were i I thought you were going to say when I'm rich because it started with the when I'm rich. Yeah. We're buying every kid just has a throwaway pair of socks. When you're done with them, you throw them in the trash. Now that's super rich. I don't plan on getting that rich. That's done, too much, man. Trash them because I'm not doing laundry for those things. No, and I will never just the same them. style. We get rid of all their mismatched socks now and just one style. One style fits all. Okay, I've always told Candace too. Don't put two different pairs of socks on the kids because we do that all the time. Yeah. I was like, it messes with your self esteem. <laughs> That's like, a, that's like in nowadays. I see kids like that all the time. <laughs> My son does it on purpose. Yeah. He's got one green, one blue. He's like, I'm too cool to care about what socks on what foot. I think it's, I'm always just like, no, it messes with your self-esteem. You have to have the same pair on. And to me, it messes with, with mentally, it messes with my height because I'm like, I can't have one sock slightly thicker. <laughs> Guys, I'm like, I'm like half a millimeter taller. It's my I OCD. swear. I can't do it. I'm like, they have to be the same style. Now, what if you were unconscious, someone stuck socks on you, you had pants, you had shoes on so you didn't see your socks, and then you took them off, and you're like, crap, I've had two different socks I would be, day. that is why my day has sucked. Bad luck. <laughs> and you ended up having the best day ever, though. Then I would wear know. them, because I am, <laughs> I'm also very, what's that word called? Um, superstitious. Superstitious. 
And and if I have a good day wearing something, I'll wear it the next day. You're like, gotta wear it again, baby. <laughs> That's it. That's a true story. I love it. Very superstitious. My underwear. Like this. Sometimes I'll go a week before changing it because I'm like, no, this is a good week. You know? <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> you need to change your underwear more often, man. Come on, good hygiene. Hey, as long as there's a shower going on and you flip them inside out, <laughs> lasts a little bit longer. I did, I, did, I did take my underwear off the other day. I was like, oh, I've been wearing these inside out all day. I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my wife pointed it out. Why is your... I was like, oops. You get dressed. You get dressed and it's dark. I think that might be a sign of senility. Maybe I'm getting too old. Going back to Arizona and why, why, why we enjoy it is because as it gets darker in the morning when we wake up, it's still dark. Yeah. That's that's the weather changing, dude. It's, <laughs> supposed get, it's supposed to get cold this week too. Did you see that? Yeah. But that's awesome, dude. Yeah. No, that is a pet peeve though with the with the socks and the laundry. We always wait to do the laundry until it's a huge huge pile. Huge pile. Yeah. And then the kids getting the kids to help. That's always fun, right? Yeah. We, well, we no. started giving our kids their own clothes and be like, hey, you got to take care of. Them. Okay, here's what I started doing because our kids wouldn't put... What do you mean? You have your kids do their own laundry? Well, like we'll throw it through the wash and dryer, but they have to fold it and put it away. You just give them a pile of their clothes? Mm -hmm. Okay, because our thing lately was we're going to make this pile of clothes because, again, five kids is a lot of clothes. Yeah. I mean, that's five times... That's five shirts, five shirts. And my pet peeve with the laundry is the little kid's clothes. Like my three-year-old, I hate his clothes. I'm like, just get a bucket, throw them in the bucket because you can't even fold the things. They're too small. You can't. <laughs> you can't. So, okay. So lately, we've just been throwing the pile in our our bedroom is massive. Okay. In our in our house, uh-huh. the master bedroom is is so ridiculously big that it's stupid. Like, I, it, it it should be a family room, and I'm upset by the way they built it because we have a tiny bathroom in the master, a tiny closet in this massive room. We got a bed. We have two couch couch things. But it's just like, then there's all this room of nothing. Wait, total waste of space. The builder, idiot. <laughs> anyway. You're supposed to put like a, a couch in there or a seating area, dude. That's what you're supposed to do with a large master. A little reading nook. It ain't no reading nook. But anyways, it turns <laughs> into the kid's playroom and it gets super messy because all the kids come in there and they love it because it's like a big family room. Do your kid's friends go in there? Yeah, they'll show up in there. Yes. Dude, I always feel weird when my kids like invite their friends through the master bedroom. I'm like, get out of here. I know. I ate it. It's awkward. That's a pet peeve right there. There you go. That's my bedroom. So we'll throw all the clothes on the floor in there. And then I've only done this a couple times, but it's kind of fun. I say, okay, guys, I'm going to give you five minutes. I pull everyone together. You have five minutes to find all your own clothes and put them in piles. And then, and so they'll go for five minutes. When all is said and done, the five minutes is up, and everybody thinks they're done, there's still a giant pile of clothes. So I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do now. I'm going to go through each article of clothing, and if it's yours, and if you get to 10 articles of clothing, you owe me push-ups. And so, like, I'll I go love through. it, dude. <laughs> I'll say, That's great. <laughs> they, they love it because, well, one of my sons really likes it because he's like, no, seven, no, seven. And he gets all excited because the number's going higher and higher, so I'm <laughs> handing him his clothes. But then it's a smaller pile that I physically have to go through versus the giant pile. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I love that you give push-ups as a punishment to keep <laughs> those kids fit. I remember one time we were on, uh, we went to the baptism of a friend and my girls started just acting like, just fighting with each other. It's like, what the heck is going on? 
So we pulled out into the middle of the desert. There's like some park. There's like a desert park. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we're going to start, we're gonna start exercising. the middle of the desert. It was park. the middle of the desert, dude. There was like park benches and it was cactus and it was hot. And I'm like, okay, we're working out. If you guys have so much energy, you're going to fight. We're going to work out. And so we like jumped up on the bench, did like step overs the bench. We, we would run. And I did it with them because I'm like, look, I'll do it with you. Yeah. Like, like I'll show you that we can do this. I know it's miserable, but when you're ready to be nice, we can stop working out. It took them a little bit. <laughs> but then they were nice. Yeah, it worked, It's man. a matter of getting that energy out. You're right. They got that energy. Yeah. And, and, and man, kids have tons of energy. Like a yeah. bajillion energy. They do, dude. They do. And what I want to instill in my kids is that they, they maintain that. Like, it's hard to deal with as a grown-up, and it gets annoying sometimes, but I want my kids to stay active, Yeah. to have that. Because as a kid, you love running. Like, my three-year-old, we're like, hey, let's go somewhere, and he runs to the place. Yeah. Like, that would be really funny to see an adult, like, get out of their car and just run to the grocery store. <laughs> you think something's wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, shoot. <laughs> What's wrong? But my three-year-old does it, and he loves it. And, and so, like, I just want to instill that that is something that they maintain throughout their life. Yeah. Um, the high energy. Yeah. Just because you need to exercise, you need to use your body. And we're so sedentary with a lot of what we do that well, I just want to keep it. What's tough is is once they get into school, high school, whatever, there's a lot of sitting. Yeah, tons. And that's it, – it, it's like – it's like, yeah, we want to give them this energy, but then all of a sudden the school system's like, no energy. You sit in your desk and don't move. And Listen so, like, up. we're fighting this. I don't know if it's the government. Who makes our kids go to school? Do we make them? Dude, it's Trump's fault. Some, <laughs> I'm just <kidding>. Everything. <laughs> you know what? Build a wall. Um, no, that's why I've heard um, that some people are pushing for standing desks. At schools? Yeah, it actually helps kids pay attention better. They can kind of fidget around while they're standing. It burns Standing burns calories. Burns calories way yeah. healthier for you. Put your body in a position that's... Posture. That, yeah, better for your posture. All that kind Blood of stuff. Flow. Yeah. That's why they say sitting's the new smoking. <laughs> Vaping. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that's... Uh, well... But you're right. It is. You have to counteract that because for the most part, they go to school. They're taught to sit. And they're taught to sit and be lazy. Yep. And you know what's funny is is I've got a son in, in, in high school. Well, junior high. Sorry. Junior high school. He's in seventh grade. And he uses his cell phone for his teachers. Ask them to bring their phones for projects. You know, taking pictures, uploading assignments, sorry. all on their cell phones. Yeah. And here we are on the opposite end saying, hey, too much screen time. Stop it. And totally. then the teachers are like, bring your screens. It's good. And so it's just hard because there's, you know, we try to teach one thing. The schools teach a different thing. And it's just, it's a, it's a and, never ending battle. And it's not that like, yeah, I want my kids to learn how to use that stuff. It is important. But there has to be, it can't be the driving factor in life. Like you're not going to die on your grave and say, hey, I was super good at computers. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna die, or when you get to that age, you're gonna be like, I built relationships with these people. Like it's in life, I am a firm believer that the most important thing that you have are the relationships. Like I really believe that they're the most fulfilling thing. They bring you the most happiness. They bring you the most joy. Um, the relationships you have with people, and yeah, yeah, your spouse, your kids, but even with friends, with with cousins, with 
it's the relationships in your life that create a fulfilling life. And what you do through work and through play and all of that stuff should be to build better relationships. That's what I think. And so when we spend so much time on a screen, I don't think you can ever build a relationship that's going to create the fulfillment on a screen that you can in real life. True. Yeah. So I think you have to figure out that balance. Yep, it is balance. It's tough. But in school and in your job, relationships aren't measured. Like it's a difficult thing to measure. So the thing that's valued most is where is your grade going to be? The measurable thing, right? Right. What is your um, income? But those aren't really the most important things. It's not really what brings people joy in life. And that's probably why we have some issue. I'm not going to say it's the only thing, but it's probably one of the factors is that people are spending so much of their lives online and not creating the strong relationships that we deal with a lot of depression, that we deal with a lot of, you know, suicides. It's because those relationships just aren't what they, what they either used to be in the past or what they could be now because people are focused. Like my wife even said to me today, Hey, you know, we need more time, like one-on-one time. I was like, what are you talking about? We were spending time last night watching the Suns game. She's like, yeah, but you're not paying attention to me. You're like on your phone playing a game and all this. I was like, uh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's your phone. See, the screen. Dude, I, the screens. Yeah, I'm addicted to my phone. It's not good. Yeah. Um, face-to-face interaction is number one. Phone call is number two. Texting is number three, and then whatever else, you know what I mean? But yeah, that face-to-face is far and above anything else. If somebody shows up to your house, your friend shows up to your house, hey, Craig, how's it going, man? Versus him texting you, hey, how's your day? I mean, both are cool. Yes. It's like, cool, I got, you know, they're thinking of me, but when they show up, it's like, whoa, man, this is kind of cool. You came out of your way, spent time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a bigger deal. Totally. Um, so yeah, I can see that. And, that, and, and again... What you're saying, I like it that you shared that because the face-to-face is, um, it's key and it brings that joy. And, and it's so important with our kids that we teach them that skill because they're at such an impressionable age where their brains are still developing and, and they're trying to make sense of the world and the community. They're like, I'm not saying don't give them any screens. I'm just saying like you also have to teach them those face-to-face skills. Otherwise, they'll never have deep relationships. Yeah. So changing subjects. <laughs> Going back to where it all started. An article. Yeah. So, um, Arizona, here's the title of the article. Arizona was named one of the 20 safest states in the U.S. As a state in general, it's a safe state. Yeah. All 20. Oh, so we're in the middle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's okay. We're in the top 20. Wait, how many? There's only 50 of these things. <laughs> Wait, top 20. Yeah, that's not that great. Okay. <laughs> so. What number are we in this top 20? Because we're probably like in the teens. You want to you, you wanna know. And, and, and how is this measured? Because we have a lot of, this is. We have a lot of people who live in Arizona. Yeah. It's it's a huge... Phoenix is one of the biggest cities For sure. in the United States. For so sure. So I can see why it's dangerous because when you get a lot of people together, there's danger. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. Felt like, I felt like Joe Biden. I whispered. Did you 
Yeah. When you get serious. Yeah. He's whispering. So creepy. All right. Wallet Hub compared 50 states across five metrics covering key safety indicators, including personal and residential safety, financial safety, road safety, workplace safety, and emergency preparedness. That's a whole spectrum. See, I was thinking, okay, crimes, but this is everything safety. Yeah, they're looking at overall safety. I don't want to get hurt for walking outside of my office. So we jumping into a pothole. (laughs) Right. So we made it in the top 20. Good. As number 20 overall. <laughs> That's awesome. If we would have been number 15, they'd be the top 15, top man. Top 15, yeah. Or if, or if we were 21, we would have been on the top 25. Top 21, yeah. <laughs> so Arizona ranked number 20 overall. It ranked number 8 for emergency preparedness. So apparently we got a lot of preppers oh, around good. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That is good. That's pretty good. Number 9 for workplace safety. So you're pretty safe going to work. <laughs> Staplers aren't going to get But the thing that hurt it, you know what hurt Arizona's safety rating? Hold up, hold up, real quick. Number nine for workplace safety is pretty good because we have a lot of construction jobs here. We do, yeah, I was thinking that too. And then be number nine in workplace safety is really good. Yeah. Because a lot of construction. Yeah, I think think that is good. A lot of big construction. Um, What's the thing that hurt us? Crimes. No, actually. Road safety. Arizona has tons of accidents. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking, we don't have potholes. Our roads are very clean. Like, what road safety do we have besides a bajillion construction always going on? Yeah, so... But it's accidents. It's accidents, yeah. So we got a nice grid in our city. makes it follow easy to follow the roads, find out where you are. But that also creates a lot of intersections. Most accidents happen at intersections. At least that's what I learned from the driving school from when I got my <laughs> in my accident. <laughs> I was also taught in, in 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 high school in my traffic class, driving on the freeway is the safest place to drive because and that must be why there's not necessarily intersections. We're all just going the same way. Yeah. Of course now we have Arizona has a, a lot of wrong way drivers on freeways, and I don't know how that happens. I don't know how we've been taught that the left side of the road is okay to drive on. This is in Australia. Yeah, well, you got to pick a side. <laughs> you got to drive on one side of the road. Interesting, huh? That is interesting. Hmm. Well, so I think top 20, that's good though. We're above average. Yeah, that is above average. So I always told my kids in school, as long as you're getting C's. And here's the thing, like like you said, as long as you're getting C's. That's I'm right. <laughs> um. If you don't live in like downtown Phoenix, really, it's like I never dealt with crime too much in my life. There's some areas that you want to stay away from, right? But overall, it's been pretty safe. Like, yeah, we we live in a neighborhood now where we've accidentally left our garage door open overnight and nothing happened. Yeah, been there, done that. I've left, I've left super fancy stuff out, but but I will say it does happen. It does happen, and I'm. It's not, um, I've never feared for my life. Mm-hmm. It's more of my possessions. Hey, is someone going to take that? Because that does happen. You know, people steal stuff. As sad as that is to say. Yeah. And, and that is my only fear. Growing up, I grew up in Mesa. I grew up in, 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 in an area where, uh, uh, you know, things got stolen. Cars got broken into. That's just what happened. So, but it wasn't ever, hey, someone's going to attack me. It was, hey, just make sure your stuff's locked up or put away. Because... Yeah. Things could happen. Yeah. 
You have loose loose fingers out there. Like I've I've had a bike stolen. Like things like that have happened. But but you're right. You know, you go to different cities, and you could probably pull this up, Gilbert. You know, some of those further out cities, Queen Creek, are are a little more safe. You could leave a garage door open all night, and no one's going to come bother you. But but again, you never know because you get that one one guy, some random dude walking by, who just some teenager it. that's like or a teenager, yeah. yeah. You know, and that happens too, though. I checking car doors to see if they're open, see if there's any weapons in there they can steal, or you know what I mean. That does happen, but. Yeah, because we're in the wild west. People have guns in their cars. You know, I'm not saying like when you in the wild west you rode a horse and you had a gun on the side. Well, nowadays people drive cars and they got guns in their cars, and so kids will check the cars and see if there's guns and stuff in them. Yeah, my uh, brother actually had a gun stolen out of his car. Yeah, and that's that's now, scary. He, he at the time <clears throat> lived in in what I call the ghetto. It's not like super ghetto, but it's like that downtown Mesa area. Yeah, where there. It's one of the higher crime areas in Mesa. Right. So he lived right there, and yeah, somebody stole a gun out of his car. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. Just something they can make money off of real quick. Yeah. Uh, they don't want it. It used to be stereos. It used to be your car would get broken into, and they'd steal a stereo. Nobody steals stereos. Not anymore. anymore, yeah. And now it's, it's hey, what thing of value? An iPad, a computer, a gun, something, something of value that I can get away with real quick. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm glad we're talking about this discussion because we are on the, we're we're pretty safe. Yeah, we're in, we're above we're in the twenty. Uh, yeah, dude. Top twenty. Top so twenty safest safe. states. Dude. What's number one? Dude, that's a good question. I don't Does it know. show it? Because I'm trying to think here. Who would be the safest state yeah. when it comes to roads? I mean, workplace safety. It's got to be a state with not very many people in it. Okay, so it Maine. says the top ten. Let me click on the original link I sure hope you can here. find it. Um, because I want to I make a guess on this, too. Uh, it's going to be a state that yeah, has minimal people. Yes, it is. Well, I, th- I think it is, yes. I don't hear a lot from this state very often. It's not in the news often. Is it in the east side? It's on the east side, east coast. It's not Maine. Ooh, very close. N- Maine is number two. Rhode Island. No. No. <laughs> Number one safest state is Vermont. Vermont. I've been to Vermont before. So 645,000 people live in Vermont, which is the same amount of people that live in Mesa. Yeah, so Arizona has a population of just over 7 million. <laughs> yes. So, so much not... less people. <laughs> and, and I guarantee this is a per... It's, it's, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> That's not fair. It's not a fair comparison. It's not fair. So, uh, top five. Vermont, number Wyoming. one. Maine, number two. New Hampshire, number three. Utah, number four. I'm surprised about that. Yeah, I'm surprised. But again, there's not many people live there, too. And then Hawaii, number five. Hmm. Again, not a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think it's more of a... For, for Arizona to rank so high with how many people live here, I think is very good. Yeah, not that's too bad, opinion. right? Yeah. <laughs> number 20. Uh, number 20. Not bad. So, anyway, I'm glad to live here. Craig, you do real estate here. Okay, speaking of safety, um, we got the election coming up. It's been big news around here. Have you heard about these guys, like, guarding the election drop boxes? Yeah, I don't understand it. I've heard it, but I don't <laughs> get it. Like, is this a job? <laughs> no, I think it's just some vigilantes being like, 
they're concerned that there was cheating in the last election, right? Okay. And so they dress up in these military fatigues, carry guns around, and watch people drop their ballots off of the mailbox. Really? Or not mailbox, the drop box. So they're like fake military. Yeah, dude. Just standing there. I think it's kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? I understand that they're... They don't like what happened in the last election. I also understand that there might be questions about things that happen. There's always a little corruption in every single election. There is. It's been going on forever. I don't like the idea of armed people being at the drop boxes or using some type of intimidation for people. Almost like a threat, yeah. Yeah, because that just starts to make me think of like, Third world countries where, you know, the army's running the the elections and they're standing there, who are you voting for? I don't think that's who you want to vote for, right? Now, that's not happening in this situation. They're just watching people drop it off. I understand. But I think it's a pretty easy step to that. And it's like, yeah, we don't need to intimidate people. Was that part of that article of, of the safest cities? Because we have people who protect the... Uh... <laughs> they're protecting, right? We got our protectors walking around. That's uncomfortable, though, because... I think it's uncomfortable. If that's your job, is to just kind of... Even if you agree with them politically, it's like, it just doesn't seem like the right way to handle it. Yeah. If you want to monitor and watch it, that's fine, but you don't need to be dressed up in fatigues and carrying art or, like, It's kind of uncomfortable, yeah. Like, no. Right. And and, and that's coming from me, who, who, when I'm at a grocery store and the guy's got a gun on his hip, my kids love that. They're like, Dad, that guy's got a gun. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? I feel safe. Yeah. I mean, usually those people I'm good to be around and, because and you're most like, hey. people actually, you know, in Arizona, it's it's legal to conceal your weapon. You, you don't have to show it. And you don't even have to permit for that. You can right. just hide it. And and it's always that's why I feel safe in Arizona, too, because people have we carry guns. And um, anyways, but that to me, that would be a little more intimidating if it's not a police officer or somebody like that. It's just somebody who's dressed in fatigues with a with an A.R., that's a little more like what's going and on. And I don't know if you know? they're with ARs or what they look like. To be honest, I haven't seen them. I'm, I'm a firm believer. I'm voting on election day. Like I like to go. Oh, you do. You I like you to go, go in. in and cast you get my the sticker vote. and all that. And and two reasons. Um, one is there is there are things that can happen up until election day with different candidates. Things sure. that come out. It's like I would hate to cast my vote and be like, ah, oh, crap! I changed my mind. Too late. Yeah. Now you got to draw the point somewhere, and election day is that point that I like to draw it. Um, second, it feels like you're part of something big. Like it's like, yeah, yeah, I voted on election day. Like I don't know why we need to have election month or whatever. Like just go and vote on the day you're supposed to. Okay. But I like it. Okay, I'm gonna. So that's how I do mine. I do mine uh, mail in because I'm lazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to go. I don't like humans. I don't like going into crowds. Yeah. And waiting in lines. Oh, I hate waiting in lines. I never find it crowded, but maybe it's not crowded because people are mailing it in. <laughs> maybe that's why. Like, it's just, it's never crowded, crowded. But there is a lot of people in one little room, I feel like. Sure. And and then it's, uh, sometimes there's a couple people lying. And I don't like, I don't like that. And then I feel uncomfortable and then people are like, what's your name? You got that lady there. It's just, well, I, I like weird. I like that they can check it off, make sure you are who you are. Yeah. Um, Give me your Like ID. with the mail-in, I do feel that it would be easier for somebody to... Hey, I got grandma's ballot that I'm filling out for her, and I got somebody else's ballot. And so you don't know, like, how do you verify who it was right. as well? And I'm not going to say whose this happened to, but I know somebody who got a ballot at their parents' house, 
and recently moved and got a ballot at their house. So they have two ballots, mm. both in their name. Yeah. And I'm just like, how do they get away with that? And I think you avoid those type of issues if you just go in and vote on election day. Yeah. Anyway. It's, you know, whatever. But I don't even know who I'm voting for. I'll be honest, Craig. I mean, you're still got, undecided, I'm dude? still undecided because... because Here, give me your ballot. I'll mail it in. <laughs> you got to get that mailed in soon. I know. If you're going to mail it in. Otherwise, you got to go with me on election day. I stare at it. I stare at it. I just don't know what to do. I don't know everything. I need to follow up on the propositions. Yeah. I don't know. The major races. There's so I'm many kind propositions. Of, I'm kind of uh, made up my mind on, but... There's there's a lot of minor things that people are running for that I don't know, and then there's a lot of propositions that I gotta figure out. It's always safe to say no. <laughs> what change? But there are some things that you do gotta say yes. Obviously, yeah. The change is good, but um, yeah, man. I haven't filled mine out. I don't know who. I I, I just don't know enough. I I. I think when you're in my position where you're like, I don't know what to do. It's like, man, I wish there was a better candidate I could vote for. I think that's what it comes Well, and part of that is we'll never have a better candidate. Yeah. And the reason for it is because there's so much money involved and so... It's who has the most money. So many different policies involved that... Like, like look online, for example. You're a good dude. You could make a post, a tweet, or whatever, and you'll probably find... If that got out to everybody in the United States, you're not that popular, but let's say it did. <laughs> You'll find probably half the country that thinks you're an idiot for saying, I love my kids. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. He likes his kids. <laughs> okay, that might be a bad example. Maybe everybody agrees <laughs> well, with that. Well, my point is... I can point ta- I, I'll, I'll post Taco Bell. Taco Bell's really good. And then half the country's like, you're an idiot. Yeah, you're a moron. Yeah. That's not even Mexican food. Go to this place. <laughs> right. And I can see what you're saying. So... I don't care what election it is, you could have the best candidate in the world. And it is going to be contentious and you're going to be like, I wish we had better candidates. Like that's always going to be the case. Yeah. Because they're they're people. Yeah, and they're Every, not perfect. Everybody running is a person. <laughs> and everybody's imperfect. And because there's so much at stake, you're going to have people fight against them even if they're the best person in the world. Like, you could have Jesus running for, for office, and guaranteed there's going to be people that well, yeah, won't like they, him. they killed him. Get religious out of him. <laughs> they killed him. Yeah. Like, but, that, but that's my point, right? It's like, there's no such thing as a better candidate. No. It's just not going to happen. Well, got all religious on me, man. It brought me all contentious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just say this. It shall come in a day when they're going to call good evil and evil good. And you can see that today. Oh, for sure. You see people calling things that are actually good evil and things that are actually evil. No, this is okay. It's good. And and that's why it's hard because, like you said, there is that 50-50. I mean, you've got people all different walks of life and thoughts and raised different ways that they're going to think you're an idiot if you like Taco Bell. Yeah. Or they're going to think you're awesome. Yeah, I love Taco Bell too. Yeah. And then you also get people, you agree with them on 90% of the issues or things that are important to you. And uh, you'll have people, they find the one thing they disagree with and so then they write off everything else. Right? Yeah. I don't like him. He likes this. Yeah. I have a friend who's who believes different politically than me. Okay, really good friend. 
Yeah. But that doesn't stop anything to do with the friendship we have. We built the friendship for years. Just because you believe a certain way politically doesn't mean anything to me. Though. On honestly, I love having conversations like that with people that that disagree. Um, that you are friends with. And some people, like my wife, gets bothered when I start having political conversations with people. <laughs> She's like, you need to shut up. <laughs> but I like it because it opens my mind up to things. And I think if people are really trying to find the best solutions, there's always going to be disagreement on that. But the only way to do that is to talk about things you disagree with. You just have to be able to do it in a way that you can talk about it and not just get stuck so hard to your ideology or stuck so hard to your team that you're not willing to try something different. It's like marriage. Yeah. I mean, if you kept your same ways when you got married and your wife kept her same ways, you would just butt heads all the time. But what happens is we learn to bend on things or see their opinion and say, okay, I see why you see it that way. Here's a perfect example. When we first started having kids on my wife's side of the family, so me growing up, everybody, all my grandparents were grandma and grandpa. I had grandma and grandpa Shelmoy, grandma and grandpa Bevel. But everybody was grandma and grandpa. Right. So that's what I expected for my kids. Right. No, that's grandma and grandpa. tradition. In my wife's family, they call grandma Busha and grandpa Poppy. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, no, that's grandma and grandpa. Why are you... Yeah. Why are you making up words? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Why are we making up words for Why are we making that? up words for... And then I'm like, wait, no. That is such not an important issue. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Like, it's cool. That's what they want to be called. That's what my kids want to call them. There's nothing wrong with that. And so that's like one of those items where it's like, if you open yourself up to different ideas and different ways of doing things, you can find fun stuff. You can find things that are good, and you can do things different without being upset. Being upset. Because imagine if you did get upset, and you're like, no, that's grandma grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What a little thing to just let go. Like, not a big deal. Yeah, it's like But cool. you're that grumpy guy who's upsetting grandpa, or Mimi and Mushu. Well, Mushu and, what is it? Mimi? Poppy and Busha. Poppy and Busha. <laughs> They're upset because you're over here like, no, that's grandma. Yeah, get it right, kid. Learn the English language. Right. It's it's just bending on things and being fluid. I mean, we're just that's life. Yeah, yeah. Now there are some things you probably won't compromise. Right. Like certain morals or values. Yeah. Like I'm not going to compromise teaching my kids that it's okay to steal a candy bar from a store. We're not going to do that. Right. No, that's wrong. I don't care if Jake down the respect. street. Respect. I love respect. It. Hey, yeah. you respect people. Yeah. So there are principles that you stand by for sure, and then there are things that it's like, hey. We're going to do it this way, and it's just finding the right way to function with other people. Dude, so. this podcast, Arizona's Finest, yeah, we throw in some Arizona stuff, but man, we get so deep with like, dude, life values. Right? What's nice is we're always right about stuff. Always right, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what well, was best. The good thing is nobody says anything because nobody replies to our emails and says hey you guys shouldn't be talking about yeah you have an issue with do this do we even have an email address email jared at jared at azif .com. <laughs> complaints comments i guess we need people to follow us on the twitter the instagram the snapchat or all that stuff too 
Dude, I don't think. Yeah. You don't have a Snapchat. I don't have a Snapchat. I don't have a Snapchat. I have, a, I have an Instagram and a Facebook. And that's all I can keep up with. I have the Facebook, the Instagram, the YouTube, and I can't keep oh, up I with do have any a YouTube. of them. You're right. I do have a YouTube. So so this Tic Tac, there's this new Tic Tac app. I won't get it. It's like it's like a YouTube social media. I won't get it. Yeah, I'm it's not. It's run into by it. the Chinese. <laughs> they are not taking me over, dude. Oh my gosh. I don't have a Tic Tac. Chinese owns it, man. They track people with it. <laughs> well, you're already tracked. Everyone's tracking yeah. you already. Well, I'm okay with the US government tracking me, <laughs> not the Chinese, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, there uh, is nothing private on your nothing. phone, so. You put it out there, everybody knows. They're listening right now. Oh, for sure. My for kids sure my are. kids the other day, they said, hey, Dad, I saw this hack on TikTok. So my kids do do the TikTok thing. Yeah. And I hate it. But I, I, I don't hate it. I just don't get into it. I just don't like the fact that they allow curse words on there. My kids can hear it all the time. And, and then my kids might say a few words. But Dude, I can't listen to podcasts with my kids because they swear so much. F-bombs. I'm like, oh, just I guess I the F-bombs. got to turn you know on the radio. That's the nice thing about us. We have a clean podcast. It man. is clean. This is kid-friendly, people. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, they said, hey, Dad, on your phone, if there's an orange dot, then somebody's watching you. And I said, really? They're like, yeah. I saw it on TikTok. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Dude, have you ever turned... So I have a Pixel phone. Because mm-hmm. everything I do is on the Google universe, which means they have control over my whole life. They own you. They can. They know what you're going to eat for lunch. I have turned my phone on. And there's a little green video camera light. And like, Ooh. it's on there for like a couple seconds and then it goes off. There it is. And I'm like, dude, they there have got to be doing something with that. Well, I would think you could turn, they could turn the camera on at any moment without even you knowing. So isn't it, there's a movie, isn't it called God's Eye? Where they access all of the cameras. Like, is that with Shiloh LaBeouf? Maybe. I just remember they can access phone cameras and, and every camera in the world. Which, dude, there's in right in here in this room. One, two, three. There's at least three cameras. Like, even even like the digital camera that's not connected to the internet? They can't access you those can't ones. can't access that. You're right. It has to be connected to a wide It's got to be connected, yeah. But, like, your phone's always connected. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know right. how we got on this subject. I don't know either, but I'm packing up. I got to go, man. Okay. Meetings. See you guys.